Beaters, welcome to another episode of the Bible Beater Podcast. This is the Lord of Hosts, Caleb Campbell, joined as always by the interrupter, Kyle Vesner. How's it going anyways, Kyle? Pretty good. Pretty not too Actually, bad anyways. Uh, I started a straw collecting business. Really? I'm going vintage, you know? Since they're going extinct, they're going to become... Like 20 years, they're going to make a Didn't billion Didn't we talk dollars. about this a week ago? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm bringing it up since the last podcast. Uh, <clears throat> Collecting straws now. Yeah, it's just been so long, I can hardly remember what we talked the about. The vintage straw market's going to be huge. When you say vintage, are you talking about old school plastic straws? Are you talking about I mean, like yeah, wood both. straws? Yeah. yeah. Or plastic. like straws from like made of bone? Like from... those really thick plastic? Like if you lose it, that's like 80 turtles dead? <laughs> yeah. Like those? Those are gone by the wayside. McDonald's straws? That's going to make me a billion dollars. And I guess not really related news at all, but I remember talking to uh, my boss when I was in the oil patch. I, I just thought of straws because they're long, skinny things. Anyways, <laughs> thanks for explaining the segue. But well, because this doesn't seem related at all. But the, um, so we're tripping pipe down these holes, right? So I don't know. Tripping pipe is that the opposite of tripping balls? That's uh, yeah, <laughs> that's what they call it. So basically, they they bore a hole down, and that's like like put your fingers together. That's like six inches diameter or something. Or a little yeah. eight, eight, eight inches. Then they'll put another pipe that's inside that inside pipe. that pipe that's like three, like half the size. And once you do that, then you're tripping pipe. So you got well, you got a pipe in a pipe, and they pump stuff down the middle one, and it then it flushes they, back up, up the sides. sides. Yeah. And you say so. And then <clears throat> for convenience sake, they just leave it down there. And he, what the pipe? The pipe that they so the, the casing. There's the casing which they bring up the middle one though, right? No, no, no. They leave it down there. That's when I. That's what I'm about to tell you. So you're saving straws. The casing can't be removed, but the pipe, they put three to four kilometers of steel or aluminum piping. I can't remember, but they put it down there and they leave it there because it's costly and expensive to get it out. And he's like, yeah, we're going to be back here in 20 years pulling all this shit out because it's totally salvageable, but they just don't want it right now. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta wait for resources to get uh, scarce before Scarcer. they start digging shit up. He's like, yeah. I might start buying old wells and shit because I'm pretty sure they're gonna need this. And I was that yeah, guy's like, that's smart. Yeah, he's like pre-refined too. One of the smartest guys I worked for. He was a very smart guy. He's one of those like you meet a lot of dumbasses. This guy was like a philosopher kind of that was just like didn't like people. Oh, great. <laughs> he just read books all day. He's a real smart guy. I uh, you shout know, out to Shannon if you ever hear this. It's funny when the way we like abuse resources till we get run low that was funny like for like in the 70s electroplating was really bad we weren't good at it yet so yeah. it was really thick i don't know what that is electroplating is when you essentially plate metals with other metals usually gold so like carbon or gold okay usually gold zinc and you do it with electricity is that what they call uh you need a sacrificial metal and what what the fuck's that i'm trying to think of uh iodine not iodizing it's some treating of the metal to make it more conducive to electricity or something doesn't matter no the point is they're putting <laughs> they're, they're plating metal you understand what that is yeah right? yeah yeah okay in the in the 70s and like early computers like old computer technology it's 10 years old is worthless mm -hmm. right except in the landfills got filled with computers from like the 70s and the 80s There's just gold filled with there? them and they're thick with gold to the point where people started mining old dumps uh, computer electronic dumps for platinum gold and a, so a couple other rare metals and they made a fuckload of money could you imagine being like an urban like everyone would think you're homeless and you're like no I'm actually a millionaire yeah I, I oh mine, you would be a millionaire <laughs> I mine garbage yeah just stealing it from dumps 
staking out claims. You'd have all the each all, board was worth like five bucks. They, dude, That's how much precious metal they was must have plated had on the like a secondary gold rush where like people fought over claims and like you go to the good dumps near San Francisco well, or I the think, tech industry. Well, it's illegal and the dump owns it, so I think they would just auction off the rights to to a big company. Yeah. Oh. Eventually, I'm but people, people did going steal it. In there at yeah, night, they did though. Like at the with beginning, flashlights, heads, headlights, going through garbage and like absolutely staking out claims. Um. Anyways, uh, <laughs> the fuck was that? I don't know. I I'm really what bad part at of your body did that noise come out of? Uh, my lips. My lips. I didn't know what to say, so I made a fart noise. Mm-hmm. And now uh, I guess we can talk about the Bible. It sounded like you moved and your body creaked. No. <sighs> you feeling body... young and vigorous? <laughs> <laughs> no. I got. I appreciate the fucking photo you put on me uh, of me on the. Oh, that was so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting memed pretty hard. I've never seen a bigger fly boner in my entire life. <laughs> While you're standing it up, barely, how is that even possible? But it doesn't even stick out of my gut. Is the saddest part. Like my gut still yeah, sticks out farther than your fly boner, and it's totally zoomed in. Let's say I'm going. I think it's right. shopped. I'm gonna say shopped. Yeah, sure. I took it. I took like a thousand pictures. I didn't Photoshop them all. <laughs> all right. I, I'm going to. Did I tell you I'm going to Mexico? Yeah, that's why we're doing. Um, many podcasts in a row. No, we're not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we live boring lives day to day. So, but you didn't yeah, tell dude, me. So I Googled. Uh, didn't I was like Googling shit going. to do there. Mazatlan, mm-hmm. Mexico. And I've never been outside in, of Canada or the U.S. And barely in the U.S. You've never been outside Ever. the U.S.? No. And I've really only been to Vegas and the top part. So this like trip Seattle. to U.K. is like a way bigger deal than yeah, I thought it's it was. fucking nuts, man. I didn't know that about you. I've never been anywhere. <laughs> I couldn't go Dude, anywhere. Dude, this will open up your mind. You'll get to see that everybody's the same all around the world. Yeah, except they're not for sure. <laughs> <laughs> they're basically the same. Yeah. Except I'm going to another English-speaking country. Mexico. Not, not Mexico. Okay, so what okay. are you doing in Mexico? Beaches, resorts, booze? Yeah, I'm going to Mazatlan. I don't know. What's Mazatlan? It's a place in Mexico. Okay, like... It's like an old person retirement community. Yeah. Okay. It's like an old, but there's like. If you go to Mexico and you don't go to the ocean, you're an idiot. It's old tourists. I hate the ocean. I hate the ocean too, but if you just go to the middle, it's desert and drug cartels. You're just, oh, yeah. You're like, what the fuck are you doing you there? You got to go to where cruise ships drive by so they have to like have armed guards to keep out the. I think the army literally circles it with 50 cals. They do. Yeah. It's insane. I saw. There's this. I don't know. The Mexican news doesn't report it because they're all under the like intimidation of the cartels. Yeah. So people like people get their news from Facebook now, and people just go around with their phones, being like, "There's a shooting here at this resort." That's <laughs> like, co- that's cool that they have the ability to do that now. Well, yeah. It sucks that it exists. Except Facebook but you never shut know it before. down for violence. Oh fuck you, Facebook! I know. Because people in the UK go, I don't want it. My kid doesn't need to see people getting shot up, and people in Mexico are like, "This is our only form of news." <laughs> no shit. Have you ever been to Mexico? Yeah, when I was way younger. I even went okay. to an orphanage up in the mountains. Really? I spent a week there. Yeah. Yeah, I got a I was I looking... got chased around by girls with a dead bird. And they really? made us eat beans every day and I can They're just fucking with I you. I look back and cringe on how fucking like, I don't know, uh what's the word? Spoiled white kid. I didn't like the beans and I wouldn't eat it. And then by day three I was like, Give me some beans, I'm starving. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to learn. Yeah. Also, dead birds carry disease. Fuck that shit. 
Yeah, it was. Well, we obviously didn't speak Spanish, and they didn't speak English. And they're just fucking with you. So it was like me and my three brothers and my mom in this orphanage for a week. And uh, I mean, there was some fun times, but there was a lot of boring times. All all the cartoons were in Spanish. We hated the food. We couldn't get along with the kids. They were kind of mean to us too. And then when we left, um, we had to take this bus down from the mountains to the Mexico City Airport. And I don't know how long the bus ride was, but it took all day. I was a little kid. I must have been eight or seven years old. So I vaguely remember this, but I know the story well because it's my mom's like worst day on the road. Basically. Really? What yeah, because she's got four kids. And she tells the story. In yeah, dread. she preaches it like this is like her she like preaches it. This is like her like worst day in the mission field story. So we leave the just because she has four shitty kids. Yeah, well, that combined with the bus breaks down halfway there, so we're in the desert, like sitting in the shade of the bus, like running out of water. <laughs> that sucks. So yeah, we ended up missing our plane and then getting stuck in the airport for like thirty six hours. And we're holy like, fuck, she with four even, kids. Yeah, fuck that. This shit. is like before cell phones. And then I bet you she was praying. Then we get to Dallas and there's a tornado there. So. We landed, and then the next, like, 12 hours, there's a tornado, and my dad was preaching, so he didn't pick us up. We, we, She was, like, on her own. Your dad wasn't kids. with you? No. Just having a great time by himself? Yeah. No fucking kids. And so my mom was basically Sorry, on her own with Tornado kids. ward, I can't leave. No food, like, ba- almost no money. I remember she spent her, like, last few dollars to get us stuff from the vending machine, because there's no... She no. didn't have credit cards for some or reason. even a bank This is, like, card? 95. Well, those... Are- those both existed. Yeah. Well, she didn't have a credit card. Or a bank card? No. Or any money? I don't think her credit, her bank card worked in... Why didn't she... I don't know what. I was seven years old. Why didn't she pray for God to give her money? Yes, that, that was one, that's one thing that you could have done. I always bug her with that kind of shit. And she yeah, goes, that's is, not how prayer this, works. Oh, I'm why like, not? How does prayer work, Mom? Yeah, I thought you just asked for shit and God gives it to you whenever he feels No, like most it. of the time he says no. <laughs> that's fair. So I was looking up. I was looking up. I've never been to Mexico or anything, so I'm excited to go. Mm-hmm. And today I was looking up, like, what's there to do there? And apparently the answer is nothing. <laughs> you get drunk on the beach. Yeah, I know, but that's it. And they'll fucking... It's, but it's not even... It's not a place that has, like, young people. It's an old retirement community for, like, Mexicans and old white people. Why did you pick this place? Who picked I it? I didn't pick it. <laughs> Who picked I got a, I got a flight for Christmas. Okay. I didn't pick it at all. My grandparents go there every year. My dad's like, okay, I'm going to go there this year, too, and I'm going to rent a little villa, chalet, a little, t- little house. That'd be nice, man. Get a book, read on the beach. Yeah, but that's. I was like, what are? what is there to do? I'm like thinking there's some old school, cool Mexico shit to go see. Not really. You can probably There's get... a place called Senior Frogs just to get shit-faced at, and there's like a couple of Isn't old buildings. Famous? I feel like I know the name. It is. I think it's. Frogs. I think it's a chain throughout Mexico. Yeah, it's got to be. Dude, you can get like pretty pure cocaine. That'd be something to try. Yeah, there's no fucking way I'm doing that. <laughs> Why not? Zero it's like chance. two dollars. Yeah, that's what I'd like to do. Get arrested and uh, <laughs> murdered in a prison in a Mexican in Mexico. prison. I'm also, gonna... I'm going with my sister, and she has Lyme disease. She's gonna be like the only young person. Anywhere near my age. Lyme disease? She's Lyme disease, so she's not going to be able to come on the hike. for life? It's like for 20-something years. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I just because I didn't know what it was. So she'll have like two good days where she won't want to go hike the one hike that I found in Mazelot, <laughs> so I don't have to do it by myself. Shoot crap. Well, I think when So I was super excited, and now I'm not that excited anymore, to be honest with you. <laughs> I think you'll have a good time, man. It's interesting, at least, that you've not ever left. I still, I guess you're still in North America, but... Yeah, but I'm going to like... 
an old person community. It's how much I was how like, f- it got it's got to be within a hundred kilometers of somewhere with a nightclub. Yeah, but that would scare me to go to like an off resort nightclub. Yeah, stay in the. It's like the white dude. Yeah, yeah. stay. In the oh, we're not on a resort. That's the thing. Oh, you're in. A- so if there was an all inclusive, I would pay the money for like the day pass there to go party in there protected fucking i think you'll clubs. find you'll make some fun dude that's the half that's the fun of traveling is the adventure it was like i don't know what's around this corner i know even just walking around like i had a pretty good time just walking around in israel on my day off but i was asking people who've been there because uh our friends were just there to that exact place yeah yeah and i was like is there can i is there, am i gonna be able to walk around and meet some like young people and they're like absolutely not <laughs> they were like we're the youngest people we saw the whole time dude you're bumming me out now. i know i bumped out <laughs> Well, I hope you have a good time. Do you remember what we read about last week, Kyle? I mean, worst case scenario, I just got shit-faced in the sun, so. Do you remember what we read last week, Kyle? Um, I'm going to say yes. There was some tumors made of gold. Yeah. A couple of rats. And then Samuel subdued the Philistines and, then they, and Mizpah. Someone took a shit. In the, in in the ark. In the ark, yeah. God killed 70 Jews. And then uh, Samuel judged for the rest of his days. <laughs> wow, year to you, year. Seem, you seem really stoked. He went on a circuit from Beth. Dude, I'm actually am stoked. I know it's coming up. Israel asked for a king, and this yeah. is a, this is uh, what probably my dad's best sermon. And it's for sure gonna end in disaster. I'm predicting right now, disaster. Not real. Uh, I'll just read it. So, um, when Samuel grew old. This is Samuel chapter 8, for anyone so, following along. up to this point, they've had Samuel as the Prophet. lead judge. Prophet, judge, yeah. Right? Yeah. And now people are begging for a king. Is he in the running to be king? Well, we haven't read it yet, Kyle. All right. <laughs> Kyle, like, preempts the very beginning of the story. So when Samuel grew old, he appointed his I like sons- a little, uh, what's it called? A little, not a foreshadow, but a little, little bit right off the top. Introduction, you know? prelude. Yeah, there you go. When Samuel grew old... He appointed his sons as judges for Israel. The name of his firstborn was Joel, and the name of his second was Abijah. <laughs> what an idiot with a stupid... <laughs> Abijah. Just so, funny to mock other people's... Because it's a different language. They're both... As... And we're just like, in English, that well, sounds... You sound like an idiot. You know people named Joel and Abijah just sounds ridiculous. <laughs> uh, it's like every second name... It's probably like one out of every four names they've kept and moved on to the like current day, and the rest of them were like, ah, <laughs> nah. And so they they, they served at Beersheba. Does, is, does Abijah have any vowels in it? A, yeah, Except A, I, A, and a J. Sometimes J counts as How well. is that Abijah, then? A-B-I-J-A-H. Oh, B. Abijah. 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 All right, <laughs> let's move on. But his, so they served at Beersheba, but his sons did not walk in the ways. They turned aside after dishonest gain and accepted bribes and perverted justice. Seems like this uh, power corrupting They're principle dead, right? happens all the time. No, this is Samuel's sons. So there was Eli was old and he had two sons that were corrupt. Now yep. Samuel's old. He has two sons that the are corrupt. same thing. Yeah, same exact. You know, it's the it's the old historical trope of the hard ass generation that came from nothing builds it up. The next generation kind of maintains, maintains, and the third generation fucks it yeah, up. Yeah, we're fucking it up. So Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm doing. We're, we're fucking I'm it up. I'm spending all that money. I know I am. That God money, <laughs> dude. So all of the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah. They said to him, you are old, and your sons do not walk in your ways. Now appoint a king to lead us. 
such as all other nations have. And then it says king. Oh, sorry. A king to lead. And it says traditionally judge. But when they said, give us a king to lead us, they displeased Samuel. So he prayed to the Lord. The reason that this displeases them is because... It's because he's wants to be the leader. No. I mean, that's probably a personal reason why. But he's also old, so I doubt that's a reason. It's because Israel had their own thing. They were set apart, right? That's their, like, coming back to the very thing that God said. They had a like, minor you're democratic set apart. government almost. You're, you do things weird. You're different than everybody. Yeah. They had a little bit of democracy. And so Oligocracy, isn't it? Oligarchy. Oligarchy. Oligarchy is a kind of... Is yeah. oligarchy not a thing? No. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Oh, man. Fuck then, it. then pretend I said the other one. Dude, <laughs> when we were coming back from Victoria, uh, me and Dave got this silly argument about the word raucous, and he was saying it was raucous. Oh, what and an I, idiot. And I'm like, raucous. He's like, I'm an English teacher. I've taught English for like... I hate it when people go, <laughs> I'm right. And then they give not a reason why they're right, but a title <laughs> and he's like, above their name yeah, that yeah, automatically yeah, makes them yeah, a god of being yeah, right. The appeal to authority. It drives That's me That's a fallacy, nuts. by the way. That's why when people appeal to the Bible, they're still wrong. I agree. Because it, it's fucked up. I, sorry, go ahead. So anyways, he's like, I've never been more sure of anything in my life. To the point where I was doubting myself. I'm like, he's a, he is an English teacher. Did you bet? <laughs> uh, we didn't bet. But I, so I, I Googled it, obviously. It's like. Ruckus, ruckus. <laughs> and Dave's just like, I'm dumb. That's such a stupid. Idiot. The rest of the day, he was like despondent. He was like, I'm such a dumb idiot. He went his whole life taught English. Think it's rauchous. <laughs> yeah. By the way, even if it was originally rauchous, words change over time, and I've never heard anyone say rauchous. I've heard hundreds of people say. I'm ruckus. one of those people though that stands by the traditional meaning. I guess. No, I know you don't. You I only know, know the ones in context that you've learned throughout your I, life. You know, you know what pisses me off, like to no end. That literally doesn't mean literally anymore. There's no word for I know, literally. I know. That's fucking retarded. Literally doesn't mean literally. It means literally or figuratively. That's the dumbest fucking <laughs> thing I've ever heard in my life. And the fact is that it they literally the dumbest thing. Oh my god. <laughs> so what do you say now? You say literally and hope uh you no, say No, actually literally? You say it in the in the context with a lot of with a lot of emphasis on the word literal. Literally. <laughs> yeah. As if the person's a, a moron. <laughs> That's anyway, so where were we? So when they said give us a king to lead us. And this displeased Samuel, so he prayed to the Lord. And the Lord told him, listen to all that the people are saying to you. It is not you they have rejected, but they have rejected me as their king. As they have done from the day, as they have done from the day I brought them out of Egypt until this day, forsaking me and serving other gods, so they are doing to you. Now listen to them, but warn them solemnly, and let them know what a king who will reign over them will do. That's funny, because... God is basically griping, complaining to Samuel, like, can you believe the lack of respect we get? <laughs> yeah, this, they did the same thing to me. I'm God. They Why don't you change it then, God? <sighs> this old fucking free will thicket, right? Yeah. That Harden their heart in their hearts. Lighten their hearts. Oh, man. Soften their hearts. I don't know. <laughs> Do something. Yeah. So Samuel told all the words of like the Lord. Like if you had the power in your life, 
You you would if you had the power of your life to change people's well that's the ancient direction would you do it and the thing is you'd start off being like I'm not gonna do that that's not right and eventually on your first major inconvenience you'd be like all right this is easier well dude that's the old it's like one of the oldest tropes in all mm-hmm. of like literature is you know the love potion I was just gonna say this is gonna sound a little date rapey but everyone would they're in love so with you the get girl the love would do potion, that yeah. and then you then you give it to them and they're just over head over heels in love with you and you don't. Like it because it doesn't seem genuine. Yeah. Except it unless you're Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> then you make a career out of it. <laughs> is that guy, how long is that guy in jail he's for? He's going to die. Of his life? Yeah. He's old. He's an old man. I think, he's, I think he got beat up once already. Great. Dude, that's, I mean, not, I mean, he deserves it, but I guess I shouldn't celebrate the beating of an old man. It's kind of... St- it's hard to not when the guy raped like 50 And was not apologetic at all. Yeah, so fuck him. He wasn't apologetic. Not no. even a little bit. When he came out of the courthouse and did the that fat That was so Albert. funny. <laughs> He's still funny. That was a, that was unbelievably funny. That, I, I stand by you in that I don't think the fucking art... I, t- I separate the art from the artist. Completely. But, yeah, so... I can Almost, still laugh like, at all of his jokes. Every weird-ass artist throughout history has probably done something you wouldn't agree with. Yeah. So what, are you going to shun them? Well, you could. What kind of life is that to lead? There's a, at some point, it's got to cross the line, like the Marquis de Sade. What's that mean? The, well, the Marquis de Sade, he's the guy that invented sadism, and he fucking you know, murdered and did terrible things to prostitutes and okay. wrote about it. And he like, Well, he's like a philosophical kind of genius. Is it a some say. good literature? So most a lot of people say it is. You know why can't we? Why can't you be allowed to learn from bad people throughout history? Why? Why well, is that a negative? Well, you can learn from them, but you can't. I don't know if you can celebrate it. His whole thing was celebrated. His his main premise. Well, is, he's a sadist. Yeah, yeah. Nature makes things. Don't go against nature. If nature nature wants makes you want to do fucked up shit, do fucked up shit. I understand that too. That's 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 roots to being a wild animal. That's what every animal does. Yeah, we've evolved past that. Because we can put, we have empathy. Animals don't have fucking empathy. He clearly didn't have empathy. Yes, they do. He's a sociopath. Yes, many animals have empathy. I guess that is true. But Dolphins, just, monkeys, mm. most mammals have empathy. I guess not enough to change their behavior. Elephants, elephants have crazy amounts of empathy. And cross species sometimes. I actually argued against this vehemently until yeah. I was like 20. And uh, I've changed my mind. I've seen cases of mild empathy with animals. Mild at best. Elephants go back to the place where they're people in their group dies every year is that year. the same as empathy i would say so if they being sad is is empathetic yeah my po- being empathetic is being able to put yourself in someone's shoes so when a bear eats a fucking gazelle not a gazelle a fucking deer from the bottom up do you think yeah. it's going no no yeah exactly but when dolphins you know try to like feed us uh, dolphins are the biggest rapists in the animal kingdom sure but they also them, like them and ducks like protect other species young and stuff like that i would say that's empathy I don't know if that's empathetic. Why not? Because that's empathy is a complex emotion where you have to understand that you exist and they exist. I think that separately, they, dolphins can recognize themselves in a mirror, dude. Well, I guess they recognize they exist. Then maybe, but that's I think I think you're equating very complex emotions on animals that are way dumber and way simpler. Than well, that. they haven't written much about it, so I can only go based on their actions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the point is, you look around you, all animals do is impulse, whatever impulse they fucking feel like. They're hungry, they eat. Sam Harris says that's what humans still do. We just justify it after. Yeah. 
It's fine, except we don't. He says there's no such thing as free will, and that you're basically a slave to your I've heard that animal argument. brain, and then you justify it after the I fact. agree that. I mean, I've... Gr- I've makes me feel a lot better no, about I myself do- that it's not my fault. <laughs> I was not just about my to fault, say, dude. I agree that that's a popular opinion. I don't think... I don't think it's It's not true. even conclusive. It's not even... Con- how about people who kill themselves in hunger strikes? How does that... How does your brain... Like, I don't understand yeah, that, how that that's follows. A good, that's a good scenario. Yeah, and how is there any sort of justice in a world where... Like, how do you send someone to jail But they also if say you actually believe that? Easily. Well, as a deterrent for other people? No, not as a deterrent, because they don't have, no one has a choice. If no one has a choice, there's no free will. The reason people we send people to jail... The rehab thing is bullshit, <clears throat> by the way. We don't send people to jail to rehab them. We send them to eliminate undesir- undesirables from our society as a whole. And we're talking about the justice facet of it. Is it just... Yes. I don't know. As a society, a democratic society, you have to draw a line somewhere or it's chaos. Yeah, but I'm talking about in this specific case where nobody's really in control of their action. Right now, you can plead insanity or you can have psychological problems that get you out of crimes. It's very uncommon, but yeah. But I'm saying, so that's the angle I'm talking about. I I get we have to have laws and I get you remove people that break the laws, especially violence. You just move people that are bad for your society. Yeah. That's the point. And assuming we do have free will, I guess it is a deterrent. Um, let's get back to the Bible here. So, uh, so God says to Samuel, you know, they're, they're forsaking you. Now listen to them and tell them what I'm going to do. So Samuel says, told all the words of the Lord to the people who were asking him for a king. He said, this is what the king who will reign over you will do. He will take your sons and make them serve with his chariots and horses. And they will run in front of his chariots. Some he will assign to be commanders of thousands and commanders of fifties. And others to plow his ground and reap his harvest. And still others to make weapons of war and equipment for his chariots. He will take your daughters to be perfumers and, and cooks and bakers. He will take the best of your fields and vineyards and olive groves. And he will give them to his attendants. He will take a tenth of your grain and all your vintage. Sorry, a tenth of your grain and your vintage. Not all your vintage, a tenth. And give it to his officials and attendants, your men servants and maid servants, and the best of his ca- cattle. Um, and donkeys. Ten percent of your man servants and maid servants. Basically, is this what the king gets, or did they say God at the beginning of this? No, this is Samuel saying, "You want a king? This is what'll happen. He's going to take all this." Oh shit. yeah, he's, for sure. And he's right. <clears throat> like that's what happens when you get a king or a government. All of a sudden, they take taxes, and yeah. it goes to him. Ten percent isn't even that bad. Um, your donkeys. Forty percent now. My dad recommended I use the King James version of this uh, section, so I'm going to change donkeys to asses for the rest of this uh, book because it's funnier. <laughs> so he will take your asses. He will take for, your asses. He will take for his own use. <laughs> <laughs> your dad read this in church. Yeah, probably just with a huge shitty grin on oh, his yeah. face too. That's like probably my dad. My dad's basically got the humor of a toddler. He thinks anytime you get a, fucking funny though. Yeah. Anytime you can say a swear in church, he loves it. And these the old women, I remember this. I remember specifically old, like, you know, very respectable, like, church women that sit in the second row or the front row every day, mm-hmm. hunched over, tears running down their face with their hands over their mouths, trying not to laugh when he says, That's fucking awesome. Your asses he will take for his own use. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I fucking knew it. We've been saying this the whole Bible. <laughs> the whole fucking Bible. He will take a tenth of your flocks, and you yourselves will become his slaves. When that day comes, you will cry out for relief from the king you have chosen, and the Lord will not answer you in that day. Why not? 
but the people refuse Can't to you, listen. Can to you have a king under God? Is that a thing that's becomes, not allowed? Well, the monarchy eventually unites or kind of works with the church to say God chose the king to be in charge of all of you. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's a very complicated. Is it in the Bible? No. Well, this is this is it in the Bible. Okay. This is God saying what will happen if you this want. This is to not God it. saying. This is Samuel saying. Sam, these are sp- supposedly what God told Samuel. So, oh, this is what's going to happen if you get a king. Yeah, yeah. So, when that day comes, you will cry out from relief for your king. You, you have chosen. The Lord will not answer you that day. But the people refused to listen to Samuel. No, they said, we want a king over us. Then we will be like all the other nations, with a king to lead us and to go out before us and fight our battles. When Samuel heard all of the people, or sorry, heard what all the people had said, he repeated it before the Lord. The Lord answered, listen to them and give them a king. Then Samuel said to the men of Israel, everyone go back to his town. Um, it's weird that Samuel has to repeat all that to God because God's not paying attention again. What the fuck are they saying? Samuel's like, listen, they all say they want to. I thought king. God's always listening like Santa Claus. That's I know we talk about this over and over, but it seems like he's not because a lot of the time they have to go and repeat and tell him what's going on. Samuel anoints Saul. It says that in the Bible, by the way, that he's watching over our every move and stuff, but it's weird to me that they're constantly going and having to tell him what's happening. So I guess the only answer is that God's fucking with him. Yeah, or like make them, or that's his protocol. Like, I don't talk to those people. I talk to Samuel. So yeah, you but tell why Sam- couldn't he listen? Yeah, but it's, it's like, even if he heard, it's like petty, I guess. Like, you're... I don't know. Have you ever seen those people like that you work with that won't talk to each other? And they're like, tell fucking Corey to go, you know, no. do you work thing. with people like that. I've worked with people that got in a fight where they wouldn't talk to each other for a whole day. And, the, you know, they're in the same room talking to me to tell the other one. Tell Corey's a fucking idiot. That's some childish fucking shit. Yeah, it's kind of a joke. And it's kind of like I'm not it wasn't like serious. OK, so we're assuming God is that petty. Yeah. So he can hear them, but he's plugging his eternal ears. Samuel, tell Samuel, tell me what they told you. Yeah. So chapter nine, Samuel anoints Saul. There was a Benjamite, a man of standing, whose name was Kish, son of Abiel, son of Zeror, son of Becherath, son of Ephia, of Benjamin. He had a son named Saul, an impressive young man without equal in the Israelites, a head taller than all any of the others. Now the donkeys, sorry, now the asses belonging to Saul's father, Kish, were lost. And Kish said to his son Saul, take one of the servants with you and go look for the asses. So he passed through the hill country of Ephraim, through the area around Shalisha, but they did not find him. They went on into the district of Shalim, but the asses were not there. Then he passed through the territory of Benjamin, but they did not find him. Why are they looking for asses? I don't know. Can Donkeys. You, let's say each of those is worth ten grand now. So. Oh, why? How did they lose them in the first place? They don't have. I bet you they didn't have pens at this time. I think that they were like kind of. And why are they looking pastoral. for them now to see how much they have to give to the king? Uh, no, or just aimlessly. The donkeys ran away. Sometimes, man, that happens today. Sometimes people's horses get out. They have to go look for them. This is a major part of the story. That happened. My donkeys ran away all the time. Dude, how many times? If it happened all the time, why did they write it down? Why is this significant? We're getting there, God damn it, Kyle. This, this is how the story starts. He's looking for his fucking donkeys. Well, he's been looking for a while. How the? I'm saying that's there. Yeah, they're going quite a far away. How is this blowing your mind? It's not. It's just annoying. 
What do you mean it's annoying? Like what? It's part of the story. It's the reason why Saul was wherever he is. It's happenstance. Because he's looking for donkeys. Yeah. That's not that unreasonable. Isn't he the old, uh, old man? Saul oh, is Saul. different than Samuel. Well, they both have SNLs. <laughs> God damn it. Saul is a handsome young man, a head taller than everybody else in the tribe of Benjamin. Samuel is the prophet of God, a frail old man. Right. Okay. So God's not talking to Saul. No. So when they reach. He's just looking for donkeys. Yeah. Asses. Ass. Nice. He's looking for. He's on asses. an ass quest. <laughs> he's on a mission. He's on a mission for asses. He wants a piece. So. Or the whole thing. When they reach the district of Zuf. Saul said to the servant who was with him, come, let's go back to my father. Let's go back. Sorry. Come, let's go back or my father will stop thinking about the asses and start worrying about us. (laughs) And then it's our ass. (laughs) (laughs) But the servant replied, look, in this town, there is a man of God. He is highly respected and everything he says comes true. Let's go there now. Perhaps he will tell us the way to take. They're just setting the scene, Kyle. It's mm-hmm. like the start of any good story. Now they're going to Samuel. So this guy's donkeys run away, asses, and they're like, they're like, you know, look, it's like going to a tarot card reader. They've looked everywhere. They're like, maybe the psychic can help us find our ass. Some guy's like, I saw four chicks running that way. Saul said to his servant, if we go, what can we give the man? The food in our sacks is gone. We have no gift to take to the man of God. What do we have? Now, that's kind of interesting in that you have to pay the prophet for his services, yeah. right? Which just leads you to believe that corruption, right? Doesn't it? Absolute corruption. Whenever you have to pay for to to hear what God thinks. If you want an honest answer, if you want him to try to talk to God and not just lazily, you know, that's got to be the best gig. Have some sort of telling people what to do as they give you gifts. No, I just mean like people. I think that's what your both your parents do. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's pretty sweet. (laughs) Tell people what to do, and they give you gifts. Yeah, I talked to They even give you retard son gifts. <sighs> yes. Speaking of that, how, how, how are those wheels treating you? What wheels? Beep, beep. I don't know what you're talking the about. car. Oh, oh yeah, I got a free car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're good. It's oh, yes. a lot better than my Sebring that was stuck in second gear with broken windows. The servant answered him, look, he said, I have a quarter of a shekel of silver. That doesn't seem like a lot. It's three grams of silver. That's what it says on the bottom of the page. Or one-tenth of an ounce. A shekel sounds like the... I guess over time, it's it was like the money that was worthless. So it's, like a shekel is... Um, times four is four-tenths of an ounce. Or, or I guess two-fifths of an ounce. Is that what Israel's money's in? She- shekels, yeah. To this day. I have some shekels at my house. Really? I, yeah. You can't change coins. Like currency vendors won't take coins. They only take bills. Oh. So I got all these shekels. So what the hell do you do with them? I, next time I go to Israel. Can you spend them? No. I mean, I could. Like ma- coins, are they worth anything? What's a shekel worth now? I mean, it's like, like, it's like five bucks. Oh. Yeah. So it's worth a lot. No, I mean, no. I have like $5 oh. total of oh, shekels. Okay. I don't know what they're worth. Um, You can have them if you want. If you're going, you can maybe try them in Mexico. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's going to work out. So I'd like one. They're probably worth more I want than, one. They're probably worth more than pesos. I want one. Okay. I want one shekel. I'll bring it in. We'll have a lucky shekel. We'll put it in the table somehow. <clears throat> yeah. That'd be cool. The servant answered him and said, look, I have a quarter of a she- shekel of silver. I will give it to the man of God so he will tell us the way to take. And then it, this is in brackets. Formerly in Israel, if a man went to inquire of God, he could say, come, let us go to the seer because the prophet of today used to be called seer. Well, that's interesting. Thanks for letting us know that Bible. 
Good, said Saul said to his servant. Come, let's go. So they set out for the town where the man of God was. As they were going up to the hill of the town, they met some girls coming out to draw water. They asked them, is the seer here? He is, they answered. He's ahead of you. Hurry now. He has just come to our town today. For what, the people, he just got here? The, so in the last chapter, it said that Saul's job as judge of Israel, he's he meandered around the country. Samuel's job? Samuel's job. Sorry. Yeah, Samuel's job. You're confusing the hell out so, of me. I'm sorry. Samuel's job as judge, right? He traveled from town to town and people would basically give bring, him money. No, bring their legal cases to him, ask some questions, ask some things of God. He's kind of like a mobile court, really. So he goes from town to town. Yeah, people give him money. He stays at their house and he solves their problems. They ask him for advice. They ask him for legal questions and stuff like that. So uh, where were we? Uh, he, uh, he is the seer there. He is. He's ahead of you. Hurry now. He's just come to our town today for the people have sacrificed at the high place. As soon as you enter the town, you will find him before he goes up to the high place to eat. The people will not begin eating until he comes, because he must bless the sacrifice. Afterwards, what, those what is why? So he can it's just the way they do it. So he home. can he can judge them accurately. Just it's the not way like they, they do that every time they fucking eat. Well, when that guy's there. when that guy's there, that's the pro- protocol. Oh, it's like an honor. I guess I don't really. I didn't read that much into this section of it. I don't know why it's a big deal to you. It's their custom of how they do it. I uh, mean. Oh, in my mind, I was like, is he making them do this, or is this like an honorable thing? But the, I think that's protocol. Well, they would have the high priest do it if he wasn't there, but he's usurps whatever, the whatever, high priest. Whatever guy's closest to judge on the ladder. Yeah, they're, well, every town has a Levite, Cl- right? Closest to God, I mean, on the ladder. Every town has a Levite. Yeah. and so, But he it supersedes the Levite. He's the top Levite. And basically. God likes that more. Yeah, he's Gaul's man. Or, sorry, God's man. Gaul. God's man. So go up now. You should find him about this time. So they went up to the town, and as they were entering it, there was Samuel coming toward them on his way up to the high place. Now the day before Saul came, the Lord had revealed this to Samuel. About this time tomorrow, I will send you a man from the land of Benjamin. Anoint him leader over my people of Israel. He would deliver my people into, uh, from the hand of the Philistines. I have looked upon my people, for their cry has reached me. Now, I always find it a little bit funny. I always... We've talked about this a bunch of times, but people in church really give value to these prophecies in the books. They're like, isn't that incredible that God told Samuel the day before? And I'm like, don't you know they wrote this all after the fact? That is incredible. To make the story fit? Every single ancient culture did this. They would say when something was big happened, they would write into the story that somebody knew beforehand from some signs and portents or wonders. Like, yeah. All across the ancient land, everyone did this. But for some reason, people today in church still believe like, that's incredible that God told Samuel that the day before. You know, it's funny. If you grow up, I don't know if this is a trait of older people, especially older religious people specifically, is that <laughs> my grandma's exactly like this. If it's written in a book, she can't fathom how that happens, how like, books happen. <laughs> Like how, how someone writes it, it gets published, ends up in a bookstore, and then she buys it. And that's fact. The process is unfathomable to her. So it's fact. Absolute <laughs> fact. Yeah. And I bet you that has to do with the Bible. Yeah. And it has credence because it's so old. Like It's like this ancient wisdom tome. But right? my gra- it's just books. Yeah. So she has this old diet book that she's telling me, like from the fucking 80s. Yeah. And I guess she got it at Value Village for like 50 cents or some bullshit. 
and she's telling me like how you should eat, and it is insane. It is like absolutely so not like how you should be the eating. Food pyramid stuff. Yeah, just random like shit. Eat this, don't eat this for seemingly no reason, and it's absolutely nuts. And then I was like, Grandma, none of that's true. And she's like, It's written in a book, <laughs> and like that's enough. Words on paper. And then bound they, together is fact. These kinds of stories. So that's I. And I bet you that's a culture of it reading the Bible pre- as if everything it says is true and never criticizing. Yeah, it. Yeah, and it sets a precedent where now people's testimonies. Uh, my mom just made me watch this video last night of a guy that died and supposedly came back to life. So I'm just listening to the oh, story. Um, yeah, I'm listening to a guy tell a story about someone he knew that died and came to life. Uh, so it's not even first. Oh, it's not even from the guy. And they. I mean, people are clapping and cheering. The guy that was telling the story was a doctor, so and he was there, and so that makes it official. My mom's like, "The guy's a doctor." It's like the thing we talked about at the beginning. Your title does not validate your fucking bullshit story. She's telling me this like it's irrefutable evidence, and I'm just basically losing my mind, going, "I don't believe this guy." And but they just testimonies in church have so much weight. It's crazy. And they all just believe it. They're in this like group of people that get it's hype Sunday. That's, that's frustrating. That's why do you go to church, by the way? And most people that lead church live in church as in that's their job. So they hang out at church. They hang out with church people. All their friends go to church and they my mom has no idea what the real world is like. And that's what I've been like. I had like a yelling fight with her last night and I demanded that she has to read Guns, Germs and Steel, Sapiens. Uh, from Christ, Caesar to Christ, and fucking it's never gonna get Carol. in, and she won't read them. I'd make. I, I said I will watch this hour long video if you promise. It was me. an hour long. I didn't watch the hour long. Oh, I watched enough to get liar. the gist of it. Yeah, but fuck her. I've read every single book she's tried to make me read for my entire life, and she won't read one single book of mine. She's gonna read one. Yeah, and by the way, anybody listening, she'll just refute the facts in your book. Because it wasn't written by God, it was written by some blaspheming least, piece of shit. At least she, at least maybe some of those ideas will scrape the tangent of her brain. By the way, just for everybody listening, fantastic books, I think, on basically the beginning of human history. Sapiens, Guns, Germs, and Steel, and Hero with Is a that Thousand about the Faces. Industrial Revolution? Guns, Germs, and Steel seeks to answer the question why did white people conquer the world, basically? Oh. And so. It's way too in depth to talk about on this podcast now, but it comes down to like food production, animals big enough to like turn into machines, and who got lucky with disease, yeah, and stuff like that. And then sapiens is kind of how humans in ancient times began. Where what sets us apart from the other animals is that we can believe in an idea like currency. It's inherently worthless, but we all buy into the idea that it's worth something. Then and, it makes it worth something. And it makes it efficient. And like telling stories. Currency is based on debt. Yeah. So that's that book. And then uh, Hero with a Thousand Faces goes through all the ancient religions and shows how they're basically all the same or have all the same roots. Right. Yeah, that's that book. That book really blew my mind. How do you rationalize that? That book blew my mind wide open when I found out everybody had a flood myth and everybody had a savior. I was like, oh, we're not unique at all. No. And we took some a lot of the ideas in the Bible are predated by ancient Sumerian and Babylonian and Assyrian stuff. So those. I don't know. That Those book- were the major reasons when I was looking into it of why people think Jesus didn't exist. Because his, uh, his upbringing and his life story with his amount of disciples he had. What are they called? The disciples. Were they? Yeah, the 12 disciples. Oh, yeah. The amount is consistent with like 
a bunch of other religions. Well, exactly. there's magic numbers in the Bible, right? There's the 12 tribes, 12 yeah. disciples, sevens a big thing, the seven bulls, the seven harps, the seven trumpets. Like, Is that why seven's a lucky number? Probably. Um, yeah, 12 and seven are two of the big ones. I'm, I think th- three, the Trinitians. So in church, if you tell a story, do they believe anything you say oh, yeah. also? Oh, I mean... I don't know. Like when I was a kid, yeah. I okay, I broke my collarbone playing football, and I I cringe remembering this. But after about four weeks, four weeks of yeah. recovery, maybe three weeks, um, jerking off with your other hand. Yeah, but my arm was still in a sling, and I you know lost a lot of weight on it, and like it hurts still. Yeah. Like, so my youth leader prays for me. And he says, you know, do something you couldn't do before. Do a push-up. So I did a push-up, and the whole place goes nuts, right? The whole youth group. And then on Sunday, I went on at the front of the church and talked about the miracle of my shoulder getting healed. It's three weeks after it? the fact. Yeah, I believed it, you know, because it hurt before. I did the push-ups, and I'm, you, you got That's that. hilarious. You got that adrenaline, I, I broke that my, height. I broke my arm, yeah. And you believe it. And so I was like, yeah, I couldn't do push-ups yesterday. I didn't try to do push-ups yesterday. No. Right? <laughs> it's funny that... The process of God influencing your life to fix your shoulder is you break it, you go to a doctor, you put it in a cast, it heals for three weeks, <laughs> yeah. and then he asks you to do a push-up. Yeah, but and somehow that, none of that. Your body didn't heal it, time didn't heal it, the doctor didn't heal it, God I know, did at I know, that moment. I know, and I mean that's one example, but like you just hear example after example of stories. Church is full of stories, and I they always... have the concept of my point is in church or church people in general like lifers. Like really hardcore. Do they have the concept of scrutinizing anything? No. no there's Do they no, scrutinize anything? There's or is no it just scientific not the Bible? Um, method at all. It's belief. The whole fucking premise. So the, everything the they see on the cornerstone of and... Christianity is faith. Yeah. That is believing in spite of no evidence. Sometimes believing contrary to evidence. Yeah. It is the best quality you can have as a Christian is faith. Look only, at, that only... guy's so strong in his faith. That guy believes no matter what because of his faith. That guy's a fucking idiot. <laughs> I like how they're like, I'm I'm struggling with this because I see... I'm struggling with my faith because I have doubts. Because yeah. there's glaring... Inconsistency. <laughs> You're like, don't... You just need to... Believe anyways. Yeah, I wish I was that guy with uh, 38 brain cells over there. Believe in no matter what. Believe in no matter what. And then it, I, like, I, I truly think it infects people like my parents that they don't... They don't get anything outside of the church. So everyone can con church people. All I don't think my mom has a non-Christian friend, you know. And so she just hangs out and like what she does for fun That's is go weird. to church, right? And she lives with church, and all of her Facebook friends are church. And you see the memes on her page. I mean, it, do you have any Christian friends? Uh, I don't think so. I technically do now. Yeah, but... yeah, one or two. I mean, it's kind of the same thing. Everyone just stays in their own ecosystem. I fucking. T- <laughs> I can't help but razz the fuck out of someone I know as a Christian every chance I get. Yeah. Just cut. And so they kind of. It'd be unbearable to, to be your friend. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm always like, oh, you know, look what you God fucking, did. You fucking idiot. I don't really say you fucking idiot. That tone said fucking idiot. That tone says fucking idiot. But yeah. I mostly point to the Bible and it pisses off Christians when you know the Bible better than them. Yeah. And they really don't know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I'll talk to my pastor and he'll talk to you. Oh, yeah. Great. <laughs> No, but he won't. By the way, I've, quite honest, I'm kind of exaggerating. I'm not so obnoxious that nobody likes me, but yeah, I fucking <laughs> people like me. I think people like me, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I can't help but just like hold the mirror up to their face, right? Well, when you you live through it, it's probably irresistible. It's, uh, man, 
and my dad, his greatest quality is he's like a visionary. He's a believer. He's like a hype guy. He gets things done. He, my dad has done more good than almost anybody I know. I'm way less of a good, he's a way better person than me. But his flaw is also that he believes no matter what. So he's constantly believing and things go bad a lot in my dad's life. Like he lost his church. He's got ripped off a few times and he's, his faith is unshakable basically. And it's like, you're, you're delusional. He's happy though. Yeah. So, but so I, I come from that guy and I was hopeful and I watched things go bad and I didn't reconcile in my brain. Right. I'm like Mm -hmm. this guy, like I love him, but dad, you gotta, that's not going to happen. Like people don't just give you a million dollars. Well, certainly they do. Uh, but yeah, so it's made me very cynical because I've gone like pretty much the opposite. I've seen it not go well. And then, of course, like by nature in my like seeking to for the truth or trying to disprove, I go you go look through history. I got obsessed with looking through history at disasters and massacres and disease and all that shit just to be like, look at all this bad shit that happens. How dare you say that this guy gives a fuck about us? How fucking dare you have faith? Believe no matter what. There's a there's a bit. uh, Sean Rouse, dead comic. Hilarious. He died. Yeah, it's a different Rouse. I think you're thinking of Jason Rouse. No, Sean Rouse is the guy that opened for stand up. Yeah. He died a couple years ago. I didn't know that. He had a de- that degenerative disease, and he couldn't walk properly. Oh, I was, I was like to sit down on stage and stuff. I, I didn't know that. I thought he was just. I thought it was going to be an overdose or suicide. No, because that guy went hard, right? Yeah, he went hard. <laughs> Hell yeah! I respect all those fucking road dogs. Yeah, who just tear it up their whole fucking life until it becomes sad in their fifties, you know, <laughs> and they got no other option but to keep doing it. So he had this bit about uh, <laughs> about people praying to God, and then. What does God do? God brings a 50-foot fucking wave to your little village <laughs> yeah. to drag your malnutrition ass out to sea. And then he goes on with saying how how God killed child prostitution in Asia <laughs> with one one wave. Oh my god. It's like that's yeah. no way for a boy whore to die. That's hilarious. I mean, that's in some sense that's an answer to prayer. God, can you please end child prostitution? <laughs> sure. <laughs> fucking there's no pro- There's no town left. And I'm sure I ruined that whole fucking bit. I was listening to a podcast and other comics were doing... When Norm did that roast, yeah. where he did old jokes, yeah, because he just didn't want to be mean, yeah, and he thought it'd be funny. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. I- so it was Roast of Bob Saget, and there's a, there's a clip on YouTube someone made, and this wasn't supposed to be the point of it, but they're just saying how funny Norm was, and every comic that redid his joke... Got not even close. <laughs> you just implant it with your own way you say jokes. Yeah. And it becomes nothing like anything they said. Yeah, I try to avoid it. I've done it. I'm I did just now, it. and I'm sure I'm wrong. I'm about guilty everything of it, I said and I'm trying picture. to stop. I'm trying to wean myself off. So Samuel anoints Saul. So there was, oh, we already read all that. So there, he's ahead of you. So where were we on the page? Uh, I think he had a donkey or something. Oh, yeah, Samuel, God had told Samuel the day before, and then we got sidetracked on that prophecy shit. So the Lord, now the day before Saul came, the Lord had revealed to Samuel, about this time tomorrow I will send you a man from the land of Benjamin. Anoint him leader over my people of Israel. He would deliver my people from the land from the hand of the Philistines. I have looked upon my people for their cry has reached me. One quick side note that I just remembered. Um, remember when they had to find wives for the Benjamites? This is about... 
20, 30 years after that, remember, Samuel has gone uh, 20 years as judge. It's possible Saul was one of the children that they had to find a wife for the Benjamini- Benjamites for. Were they just, Were the they... women had a dance and you just kidnapped one and ran yes. like she was a football? Yes. Yeah. They're 200 from there and 400 from the raping and or the killing and murdering of uh, their cousins in Jabesh Gilead, right? So they went, oh, first right. they killed 12,000 people and took their daughters, all the ones of age, killed everybody else. Yeah. And then there wasn't enough, so they had to donate their own daughters from the dance recital. Well, the higher-ups are like, you're donating your daughters. Now, well, they said, they didn't tell everybody else. They Remember, the higher-ups said to Benjamin, do this. And then when they complained, they're like, ah, come on. <laughs> they needed some. Yeah. So it's possible that Saul was one of the children of those, uh, of those marriages. Just an interesting side note. In this lore of a non-story. I, you know what? I choose to believe this part of the Bible is true because it's not that unreasonable. And we're getting into the time where there was kind of these towns. Of, you know? of a king, you mean? Well. what's There's nothing unreasonable that happened so far. No. So, yeah, this story, this kind of goes like with the same way like Alexander the Great story goes or like Herodotus' story goes. You don't know if it's true or not, but you have no other sources. So you just kind of believe it. Right. But it's not so outrageous. Like some of the fighting men fleeing Egypt is just physically impossible. You just have to divide the Jew stories by ten. Yeah. You know, well, not just the Jews. Divided by ten. Every ancient oh, author. Oh, sure. Says they all exaggerate across yeah. all cultures. But the difference is the Bible is the fucking word of God. So every word of which is true. So it's easy to say like It's not the word of Steve. <laughs> not the word of Jerry the Greek. <laughs> like who believes like throughout history people no one believes the king that wrote shit down. Right, because they're like, of course he would exaggerate for his own benefit. Yeah, but now we're like, oh, it wasn't the Jews writing the book about themselves, or else we would not believe it. It's God. Well, no serious historian. Yeah, so the religious people say that. Yeah, no serious historian. There's got to be some that are like religious and think. Oh, well, probably, yeah. I guess. But like, even so, Alexander the Great, you know, he's like one of the most propagand- propagandized fi- figures in history. But we have nothing else to go on except his propaganda. So yeah. they take it. That's they they work from that and then try and find out how much of that is true. So in this story, this is somewhat. This is all like unprovable, but historians go along with it because there's nothing else. Yeah, it's like one of the when you're like 14. You ever heard this rule? Every dude would lie about getting some, right? When you're like 16, 18. I, I never. I did. guess you're in church. Me neither. But. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just said it, I didn't. <laughs> nope. Still no. Nope. Still no. And uh, I wouldn't do it because I thought it was bad. I'm like, I'm not doing that. It's d- it's wrong. You just you gotta you know be pure. I had different, more uh, terrified of uh, chicks reason, but it was like whatever dudes say, divide by three. Whatever chicks say, times by three, because they didn't want to be sluts and dudes wanted to be studs. And that was like the. So I, you can do that with the Bible. Except yeah. Divide by ten. So, um, so I extrapolated that based on how much they said are in their armies, and we're like, yeah, it's probably about 10% of that. Yeah, because, yeah, so we talked about that before. So uh, where were we? So uh, the cry of the people has reached me, the Lord says to Samuel. So when Samuel caught sight of Saul, the Lord said to him, this is the man I spoke to you about. He will govern my people. Now, when God talks to Samuel, I'm going to go ahead and assume that only Samuel can hear this because. Why would. What? So oh, God yeah. says to Samuel, that's yeah. the guy, right? Well, yeah, so, so Samuel's got this one-way walkie-talkie. Yeah, so 
Sometimes it says with an audible voice, and other times it says the Lord said to Samuel. Those, those kinds of things. Yeah, so, Sam. God whispers in Samuel's ear like a like a schoolgirl. Dude, another annoying thing though is like sometimes when God speaks in an audible voice and the whole place hears him, they go, don't die. They go, well, first they, of all, church people go, see, that's evidence that everyone heard, right? If everybody heard, it couldn't have been just one person making it up. And you're like, it's one person writing it down, you stupid <laughs> idiot. And also, you've given me examples of mass just following. Yeah. Where they're like, oh, did you feel the, what's the wind of the, spirit of the Lord the come Holy up spirit. on you? And then everyone goes, yeah, I think I felt it. And then everyone felt it. Can I it. tell you about the time we sprinkled gold, gold dust on people? No. So there was a phenomenon going on in the evangelical church. It's a church. joke? Yeah. So there's a phenomenon going on in the evangelical church of... Gold, as in people would pray, and all of a sudden they'd have gold flakes on their cheeks, on their hands. People's teeth got turned to gold, apparently. I don't believe any of this shit. So that was going on, and people were t praying for it. and uh, For gold to come out of their body. Yeah, two kids in my youth group took uh, gold dust like from craft stuff. Like glitter. and w Yeah, glitter. And they went up on the balcony and sprinkled it all over a section of the audience, and the church Flip the fuck out. Wait, how did they not Woo! notice? Because they thought it was gold from God. No, but... Oh, they were up top? They were on the balcony. Oh, and they dumped it people, That's fucking amazing. people flipped the fuck out. They're like, out. we did it. Yeah. We fucking did it's it. It's a miracle. We're the chosen ones. And then it got, like, kind of out of hand, and the kids didn't want to come forward. And then someone was like, well, I guess someone sprinkled gold dust. It's not an actual miracle. Like, at least... How, how, they figured it out? They figured it out. But there was pandemonium. Because it was made of paper. Yeah. But there was pandemonium. Rejoicing, tears, weeping, dancing, all that shit for, like, half an hour. These stories that you have just make everyone in the church Isn't it crazy? Like a fucking moron. No, it's fucking crazy to be in that world. And they can't, they can't all be dumb, either. Yeah, so it's something else. That's... Well, Entirely. they want to believe it, yeah. right? It, mm -hmm. it, that's the d fundamental dichotomy that I make. Because when I really break, pe when I have like gotten the chance to talk people to like their most hard, they this can't be it. There has to be something more than this, and then it's church. So it really comes down to, like, I guess the kind of person that can live in the world. Like, yeah, I guess this is pretty bleak. Then we die, we go in the ground, or like someone's like, there needs to be some sort of purpose. I can live like that. I. Well, I, I'm currently doing it. it the, the worst part is like he's kind of selling hopelessness, but whatever. I, we got a lot of a lot to read in this story. So, so I'll approach Samuel at the gateway and asked, would you please tell me where the seer's house is? I am the seer, Samuel replied. Go up ahead of me to the high place, for today you are to eat with me, and in the morning I will tell you all that is in your heart. As for your but, asses... But, but tonight, we will tell you all that's in your bottle. <laughs> As for your asses you lost three days ago, do not worry about them. They have been found. And to whom is all this desire of Israel turned, if not you and your father's family? So is he telling him secrets? Like, by the way, those donkeys? Yeah, it's kind of a... Is he just being like, by the way, those donkeys are good that you lost? Dude, this and is... And he's like, what the fuck? How'd you know yeah, I lost kind the donkeys? Of a, this is like fucking um, Gandalf, Lord of the Rings type shit. Yeah. Like, they walk to town, and he goes, Saul, I've been waiting for you. And they're like, how'd you know my name? He's like, your donkeys, you lost three days ago, they've been found. Tonight, you eat with me. Tomorrow, I tell you everything about your life. And Saul's like, what the fuck? This guy is like, you know, Chris Angel mind reader. Yeah. You know? So, this is supposed to be kind of a dramatic story. This is why I like this part of the Bible, because it gets into like the actual, like, kind of a, I don't know what you call it, like a story part. Magic? 
No, but like uh, it's actually kind of an interesting. Like there's like character people, arcs. people do things in a rational order. Well, there's and character it, arcs yeah. and people change and you know that kind of stuff. I mean, obviously it's not rational that there's a guy telling him all the things about his life. So Saul answered, "But I am not a Benjamite. I am f- so, sorry, but I am a, but sorry, am I not a Benjamite from a small?" from the smallest tribe of Israel and is not my clan the least of all the clans of the tribe of Benjamin. Why do you say such a thing to me? So he's basically saying I'm a nobody. Yeah, I suck. I'm from Benjamite, <laughs> the worst tribe in Israel, and my clan is the worst tribe in Benjamin. But he's a foot taller than everyone else. Yeah. And probably a little pretty. It says. He's handsome. It says Oh, that. yeah? Yeah. Well, that's why. Then Samuel brought hey, Saul. And then Samuel's like, hey, uh, Saul, you want a modeling contract? <laughs> he's got to try out on my, uh, what's, a, what's an old, my throne over here casting throne <laughs> get him a casting throne and we'll see if you got what it takes <laughs> then samuel brought saul and his servant into the hall and seated them at the head of those who were invited yeah, remove thy shawl about th- <laughs> 30 in number samuel said to the cook bring the piece of meat i gave to you the one i told you to lay aside so the cook took the up good hands him saul <laughs> so, so the cook took up the leg with what was on it, and set it in front of Saul. Samuel said, Here is what has been kept for you. Eat, because it was set aside for you for this occasion. From the time I said, I have invited guests. Then Saul dined with Samuel that day. After they came down from the high place to to the town, Samuel talked with Saul on the roof of his house. They rose about daybreak, and Samuel called to Saul on the roof, Get ready, and I will send you on your way. When Saul got ready, he and Samuel went outside together, and they were going down to the edge of the town. Samuel said to Saul, Tell the servant to go on ahead of us, and the servant did so. But you stay here a while, that I may give you a message from God. Give you a message from God. Then Samuel took a flask of oil, poured it on Saul's head, and kissed him, saying, Has not. <laughs> I fucking knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking knew that he shit. Lubes him up he lubed him up and kissed him on the mouth. Like you're gonna have to earn this prophecy. Oh man, you're such a fucking perv, Kyle. Hey, I fucking I called it. <laughs> casting throne, <laughs> casting bed of straw. Um, has not the Lord anointed you the leader over His inheritance? <laughs> He's covered in oil. When you leave me today, you will meet two men near Rachel's tomb at Zela on the border of Benjamin. They will say to you. The donkeys you set out to look for have been found, and now your father has stopped thinking about them and is worried about you. He is asking, what shall I do about my son? Then you will go on from there until you reach the great tree of Tabor. Three men going up to God at Bethel will meet you there. One will be carrying three young goats, another three loaves of bread, and another a skin of wine. They will greet you and offer you two loaves of bread, which you will accept from them. After that, you will go to Gibeah of God, where there is a Philistine outpost. As you approach the town, you will meet a procession of prophets coming down from the high place with lyres, tambourines, flutes, and harps being played before them, and they will be prophesying. The Spirit of the Lord will come upon you in power, and you will prophesy with them, and you will be changed into a different person. Once these signs are fulfilled, do whatever your hand finds to do, for God is with you. Go ahead of me. To the town of sorry, go ahead of me to Gilgal. I will surely come down to you and sacrifice burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. But you must wait seven days until I come to you and tell you what to do. 
So this is kind of like a, a quest from the prophet. It's full of mystery. It tells him what's going to happen. All that shit's like very interesting, <clears throat> especially to a young boy. The Lord's going to come over you. It's going to be exciting. <laughs> well, he tells him exactly what's going to happen and how it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And if somebody said, that, I mean, let's just like play with it. Let's imagine it's true. Imagine some guy tells you all this stuff. You don't really believe him. And all of a sudden. Like shit like, I'm going to make you famous. And, uh... <laughs> yeah, I'm going to make you famous. <laughs> You're be a well, star. you walk by the tree of Tabar. You see the three guys. Everyone's One does have it. three goats. One does have three loaves of bread. And they offer it to you. And then you start the holy shit. And then. You know, you see the people prophesying, and then God, so, you know, changes you into a different person. Now, this has a direct like parallel. Like modern day, we've pranked people on TV like that. Now, this has a direct parallel, though, to the New Testament. Remember Paul, the guy that basically invented Christianity? Yep. I think that that guy is more important than Jesus to the Bible, because he's the guy that really did all the legwork. Yeah, sounds like his, it. His name was Saul, right? He was Saul, and he persecuted the Christians. His job... As a Pharisee, I think, or Sadducee, he was going around killing Christians. His job was to, like, basically, he was like a KGB, like, shut the fuck up guy. We need to squash this rebellion, right? Oh. And, the you know, God, Jesus, appeared to him on the road to Damascus and blinded him. And he said, you were, you know, you've been living a bad life. I'm going to change your, your way. You're going to change your ways. I, I changed your name to Paul. And he went blind for three days, and then he got his sight back, and then he became the most prolific writer and preacher that the church ever had. And he's the guy that wrote most of the New Testament and most of the laws in the New Testament that went against the Old Testament. That's why there's those contradictory I can't things. believe you can fucking do that. What do you mean? Just go against... I, I'm a dude. I, we already covered this, but... It doesn't. It's, I change God's words. Well, he didn't. He didn't did go God against speak it, to him? so to speak. He said, "This is a new revelation. This, it's exactly what Muhammad did." Did God speak to him though? So he does, claims. Does, does Muhammad yes. claim God speak to him also? Yes, uh, I think no. Gabriel came to Muhammad in a cave, right? Who the fuck's Gabriel? Gabriel's An the angel? archangel. Yeah. So he's like the top <clears throat> angel, and so but Paul had Jesus, but so he doesn't say like all that's bullshit. He says. All that's true, but I have a new revelation. This is the new way. So we used to do it this way. Now we're doing it this way. All that's right. what Muhammad did too, right? So, but that's kind of like, I don't know, interesting. Obviously, I think some of the later authors took from the earlier authors that Saul would have an experience, right? And he'd become a different person. And then they, you know, parallel that in the New Testament. Cool. Well, to me, it seems like storytelling. To Christians, it seems like a miracle, right? Yeah. Well, if you believe... If you believe stories like they're all fact, then yeah. Okay. What so, would happen if you went back in time and gave him like just any any fantasy book ever? To fucking start wars. Yeah, exactly, right. On, on People th- just start worshiping it. On different parts of the lore. <laughs> right. <laughs> no shit. They'd I be- think Aragorn should be king. I think Boromir should be king. Boromir have- fucking <laughs> didn't betray him. This is propaganda from the Aragorn side. <laughs> No shit. They just have to put it in the dirt for a little bit before people thought it was That's fact. exactly what Joseph Smith did with the Book of Mormon. He found his golden plates yeah. and then fucking wrote a bunch of shit down. He's like, look how dusty they are. <laughs> that's fucking smart, man. Look how old this dust must be. Um, I think that's... So, uh, the Spirit of the Lord, go down ahead of me to Gilgal. I'll surely come down to you and sacrifice burnt offerings and fellowship offerings but you must wait seven days and to, to do what i tell you to do so the next part is solomon king i don't think we have time to read a whole nother page do we so kyle did you learn anything we probably didn't get any emails in a whole week did we no no emails 
If you guys want to email, it's making me sad. Please email we, us. You keep on. People keep on. Even I like if, some hate mail. Like we've got a pissed off <laughs> somebody by now. Do you think they listen to the end to find out what our email address is? Of the new, like, okay, remember I've been begging you for two weeks to tell people who believe in God about yeah. this? Somebody that's offended by this, tell me why I'm wrong. All right? I'd love to hear your thoughts. We uh, also send emails to canadacomedy.ca if you want us to read them on the podcast. Because if you, if you try our Facebook group or any of that shit, we're not going to do it. Because I just logged in and found a bunch of unread messages. Why don't we read those? Because I didn't know they existed. So why don't we read them now? They're like from over a year ago. Well, let's try it. We have nothing. We got time to kill. Or do you want to close the podcast? We'll read them next week. Well, fuck you. We're not reading it. So <laughs> it was what two, a waste of time. Well, it was two years old so, and it's from Keith. So we probably answered it in an email, but yeah, we do. Let me answer it right now without reading it. You're an idiot and you're gay. Good. Yes. Oh, there we go. I second that and I stand by it. So, yeah, basically, please, I don't know. You got to have some more questions about this shit, right, guys? Or, like, you can even, you know, write us in, tell us about your church experiences, some weird things. Maybe a miracle happened to you. Maybe you have a testimony, right, that I can fucking Well, not here's believe. what it is, Caleb. The people who don't believe in God, we've rehashed all the all the reasoning for the most part. The, most of the emails we get in is arguing with us, calling us stupid for mistakes we made. I like those. <laughs> I, I, don't I also them. like to get corrected. And then the people that are religious that have wrote in, we've shit all over. Yeah, well, so, they deserve it. There's not a lot of there's not, not a lot, lot of incentive. incentive. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the re I think you are obligated by your own fucking religion. Your tie your hands are tied to go out and preach to lost souls. So you are not a good Christian if you don't try and convert us. You fucking cowards. <laughs> if you, yeah, if you truly believed, God would tell you to smite this podcast down before it grows too no, big. God would smite the podcast down. It's your duty. No, he doesn't do that. He just tells whispers in people's ears. No, it's their duty to yeah. try and save us. That's what God commands you to do. So you should be emailing yeah, us our every single week with at least your half-assed attempt to try and fucking stand by the nonsense this, this book says. The studio is almost set up where we can uh, have a live video feed interviews with people and that's coming up Ooh. in the near future probably after i get back some, from mexico yo ho mexico way down south where the cactus grows mexico. all right so where can they where mexico. can they message us i don't know kyle Do you you're the idea? it guy um no i don't emails biblebeaters at canadacomedy.ca instagram you know dick spazer that's Dick yours. Underscore Spazer is mine. Kyle Vestner, we have a Bile Beaters Instagram where we be putting up clips. We're getting this shit rolling now, boys. Now we're rolling, boys. See ya. Believe us, don't you be ashamed to scream out daddy's name. I'm gonna take you where the wild and honey flow forever.